This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. My goal was just self-concept. I just wanted to improve my self-concept because I know once I have a 10 out of 10 self-concept with love, I won't want the same things the old version of me would want anyway, so why even manifest that? <laughs> I feel like there's times in our lives for different chapters, different experiences. And if you've been doing life one way, you can literally just pick yourself up and be like, okay, I'm actually just rerouting. I'm entering this new chapter, this new era. I'm literally cosplaying this new version of myself. Like life is so fun and we just get to play around with how it works. We get to play around with energy. We get to play around with manifestation. We get to play around with our life because it is ours. And I'm just so excited to open up this conversation today and talk about whatever comes through. Like, guys, I am a planner. I am somebody who, like, wants to know what's going to happen. But recently within my podcast, I've just been like, I want spirit, I want source, I want universe to guide the path and be like, what should we talk about today? And whatever comes up, whatever flows through us is what we are supposed to talk about. And I have the perfect person to just dive in to a little spontaneous little conversation because she is all air, all air signs, (laughs) literally all air, literally all air. So this is the best person. She's like planning. What? Who? Like, this is a perfect person to dive into this conversation with. And she has entered a new chapter and era of her life. And I'm so excited to catch up with her and see what the vibe is we've been mutuals for a while and I'm just like so happy to have her in the studio she's beautiful she's iconic and and like literally such a light (laughs) like you're just such a light and it's so obvious that you're just being yourself and I feel like that just genuinely shows through and guys skinny dipping listeners it is Isha come to the mic beautiful hi welcome that was like the best intro ever I feel like (laughs) I need to start affirming that in my morning routine I will like send you a video and I'll just be like you are amazing I believe in you actually I was in a manifestation course recently Mm -hmm. and I met this girl in the course who we are like whatsapp mutuals now and she like literally sends me voice notes about like Isha this is how I see you like whatever whatever and it's like I use it as like affirmations I think it's so special that's something that I do often is I'll text my friends if I'm feeling really doubtful and I'll just be like how do you see me will you remind me real quick who I am because like sometimes we forget and sometimes it's easier to see ourselves through the people that we love and their eyes so it was just your birthday I just want to dive into it okay let's get into it what are you experiencing right now like what is going on in your life like you just took a manifestation course that's fucking crazy but what age did you just turn Okay, so I just turned 26. Congrats. Thank That's exciting. You. That's like I feel like it's like kind of my friend was saying yesterday she's like 26 is like sexy. It's like a sexy year. It is. 24 is younger, but it doesn't feel as sexy as 26. Mm. And I think I'm leaning into that like sexy energy and realizing that like 
I don't know. I've been feeling, okay, I have four more years till 30. Yeah. And I've been vowing that this year is going to be like a bucket list year mm. for me. What does that mean to just like do the things that you want to do? Like Do the things I want to do, not really think about functionality or practicality oh at all. Oh my gosh. So we're not making logical decisions this year. I am all for it. That is literally <laughs> the chapter that I'm entering also. Because I feel like for the last couple of years, I've been like deep in my like healing work and shadow work journey and kind of uncovering so many things. And like, I've just gotten to this point where I'm like I want to have fun I want to be in my fuck era I want to be in my do it for the plot era like do it for the plot exactly do it for the plot you posted something on your TikTok I love watching your TikToks because I feel like I get a little like zoom into your brain and what's going on in your head and you're like my intention for this year is like to have more motherfucking audacity no literally can you talk about that especially like you were saying like I want to have the fucking audacity of a white man like I was like iconic so tell me more about that what was that realization that you had So I've filmed so many drafts of me talking more about this exact thing and then I never post it because I don't want it to ever come across as cocky. And the thing is, I am, generally speaking, I'm talking baseline, not what I'm working on, a pretty insecure person. Mm. Growing up, I think I I love my parents and they instill a lot of confidence in me, but like looks are something that was never discussed in our household mm. because my mom didn't want us to focus on things that can be like fleeting. So if we came back from school and said like, like, my sister's really pretty, too, you know? And so she would come back and be like, oh, my God, this person said this. Like, this person thinks I'm really pretty. And my mom would be like, that's great. Like, that's wonderful. But looks aren't very important, you know? Mm-hmm. Make sure you, like, focus on other things. And so we've kind of grown up. It's something that's funny that we joke about in our family is that me and my sister don't know how attractive we are. So we don't know <laughs> if we're, like, hideous or pretty. Like, we don't know. And you're, like, so beautiful. Like, you're literally <laughs> one of those beautiful women oh I've God. ever seen, like, so- too. So I'm like... Is it on here? It's just me. <laughs> no, but for real though, like that's hilarious, but also makes sense because I don't know. Do you like that? She taught you that and she instilled that within you or mm-hmm. is it part of you like, hmm, I could have used uh, like your fucking beautiful moment yeah. or how did I that mean, impact you? Okay. So I think it's impacted me positively, I'll say, because I've always focused really strongly on what to offer the world or what I can offer in value in terms of like, like I went to Berkeley and I got my econ degree and I think I like for a really large majority of my life like never really thought about my looks and then it wasn't until I got onto 20 somethings mm-hmm. and that I started realizing I was attractive because the other cast members would be like oh my god Isha like you're so pretty but you know that already and I was like no I don't I don't know that yeah, at all like I wow. didn't really I was like kind of into like I, I thought about maybe getting into modeling but I'd applied to agencies and they had all turned me down so I was like oh okay I'm definitely not like that hot or anything mm. right and then like on the show they were like oh my god like and then that's kind of when I started getting a little bit more and I love my cast members from 20 somethings because like genuinely to this day if I'm going through something I'll reach out to like Roxy and Natalie from the show and like they make me feel so special and I think like I started to get more into like being confident and realizing mm-hmm. that there's a very key difference between confidence and cockiness. Yes. And knowing you're beautiful is not cocky at all. Like knowing you're beautiful is confidence. You it know? Is confidence. I feel like cockiness is like when you feel like you have to when you're better than others. Better than others mm-hmm. or put other people down. And that's just coming from a place of like deep insecurity when somebody's like that. But it sounds like you have this very like humble perspective. Also, did you grow up in a very like predominantly white area growing mm-hmm. up? Or like I think originally when I followed you it was like a year ago and it was one of your videos that blew up and I followed you and you were talking about your eccentric beauty standards and how that impacted you and that was a long time ago but Mm -hmm. can you talk about your experience with that growing up and how that impacted your idea of beauty actually it's I think the reason that I have like 
imposter syndrome and why I haven't had all the audacity that I'm now realizing I need to have is so my family upbringing I think has helped me be more confident because it's given me more layers Mm -hmm. but I think really what it is and I have so much animosity and rage that I'm working through about this and I know people have gone through much worse so I'm like this is actually like a good thing I mean compared to what I could have gone through but like I was never bullied I would say growing up I was ignored like in the Mm. sense that like I went to a high school that was predominantly white and East Asian Mm. and the East Asian kids had their popular clique and they were really popular among the white kids as well and the white kids were like had their own popular cliques and the East Asians were like well-rounded popular so like you know they would do like the sports and they would be in like AP classes but when I say like exclusively East Asian it was almost like you were kept out if you weren't East Asian but then you're also connected with them because you're part of the same we're both Asian but it was like there was like a divide there Mm. and then the white people were like well we're white so like there was an unspoken thing that you weren't really like there was not a single Indian person at my school who broke that barrier except one guy he was like the spirit and rally commissioner he was like really popular and he was the only indian guy that managed to make it into the popular group and i had a huge fat crush on him of course okay you're like who's he (laughs) and he did not give me the time of day okay because it's like you don't want (laughs) to because look at you now (laughs) actually he's dating a white girl now which is hilarious okay but (laughs) but like you know i think that was kind of my first experience of like okay the white guys don't like me the indian guys Mm. don't like me i never got asked to prom senior year of high school i really wanted to go to prom and i thought you know what if a guy doesn't ask me this year i'm gonna go stag because Mm. i want the experience of going to prom and that's kind of when the insecurity was really formed I think Mm -hmm. that was a critical age it was formed and finally my gay best friend who to this day were besties he's also a Gemini and a Libra at the time people thought he was straight so he and he was very hot and so he asked me to prom and we made like the hottest prom couple and yes and then I became popular for like two weeks before we graduated because this white man validated me Mm. right so that's when I started seeking I think the approval of like the white man now Mm. Eric my bestie is like phenomenal brilliant so good looking but like in general like the guys that I have picked I was literally just making a TikTok about this the guys that I tend to go after are extremely mediocre mid-white men mm. like not a single one that I follow not deserving towards. at all not like. one not one I'm not even just saying this is I'm heartbroken because it's not even like they really hurt me that much it's like they don't have the intelligence like I'll try to have a conversation with them and they won't know the difference between like two words Literally. Yeah, you're like, I'm all air sign, baby. You got to keep up with this. They're like alcoholics or they like are addicted to something like or they don't have money. Like and then the hot, successful guys will try and date me or the guys that like I should be after and I will self-sabotage and not go for them. I was going to say, like when you're talking about it, like all the words like spirit was putting into my head was like (laughs) self-sabotage for sure. Because I'm like, you could literally get anyone. But it's also just like not even about that, too. You know, like it's like not even about who you date. It's about like really being like oh i fuck with myself you know so this podcast is sponsored by better help i know i know i know right now the vibe is very uncertain life seems very uncertain we got venus in retrograde we got lots of planets going retrograde and to be honest things are feeling a little murky right now they're feeling un- unclear and sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward is not clear For example, for me right now, I don't know where I want to be based or where I want to live. And that's something I'm struggling with personally. And I thought I had to deal with this all alone. And last week I went to therapy and my therapist was like, 
Kayla, why didn't you come sooner? Like if you were feeling so lost and so low, why didn't you come sooner? And I realized the hardest step sometimes can be getting ourselves to outsource help and to ask for help and to go to therapy. But I'm telling you that it'll change your life. When you have someone to lean on and talk to and to work with through the difficult choices in life and through the murkiness, I feel supported. I feel like I can make those tough decisions that I need to make when I am supported by a therapist. So if you feel like you need therapy, a great place to start would be with BetterHelp because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. It's super simple. And you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time so that you can find your perfect person. Let therapy be your map in times of murkiness and confusion with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash skinny dipping today to get 10% off your first month. Try it out. I've had people from the podcast tell me that they love their therapist from BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny dip, slash skinny dipping, sorry. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash skinny dipping for 10% off. Okay, let's get back to the episode. It's going to be linked below. That literally yeah you're like i'm all air sign baby you got to keep up with this they're like alcoholics or they like are addicted to something like or they don't have money like and then the hot successful guys will try and date me or the guys that like i should be after and i will self-sabotage and not go for them i was gonna say like when you're talking about it like all the words like spirit was putting into my head was like self-sabotage <laughs> for sure because i'm like you could literally get anyone but it's also just like not even about that too you know like it's like not even about who you date it's about like really being like oh I fuck with myself you know so is that something that you have come to experience like in the last couple years like just really learning how to like fuck with yourself or is that something you're still processing I think I'm just now getting there and I think a big thing that's kind of led me there is the friends that I have I think now my friendships are really genuine it's a lot of girls who are very spiritual Mm -hmm. like one of my friends it's crazy she's spiritual she models and she is also like we look alike we look super alike like we have a similar skin tone similar features like I posted her my story the other day and someone thought I was posting myself with a guy because it was her and her boyfriend and they're like oh my god you got back together with your ex and I was like no that's my friend (laughs) but like yeah I think these are the people that have like told me that I need to be more confident in myself and like set my standards higher I didn't even realize that I was like settling Mm -hmm. until my friends will be like I mean he's cute but like you're so out of his league. And like. I would think, like, one of the guys that I recently dated, I thought he was so out of my league. I was shocked he even wanted to, like, talk to me. And then your friends were like, no, girly. And my friends were like, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy because I understand. Like, I literally have been in a partnership for, like, seven years, but I still feel like I will seek validation from men. Like, when I'm out, like, even though I'm not necessarily going to, like, get with them or anything, I still will, like, want to make sure that they would be interested in me if I was single. And it's just like, what the fuck? am I doing like constantly needing this validation from men like from men really I don't know why we're like this because with women (laughs) it's so easy for me to be liked by women and supported and like feel like we're like besties but have you heard that thing where they say like you don't want to be the sort of person that like guys really fuck with because it's like so when all the guys think that a girl's really cool they're like why yeah no <laughs> literally <laughs> no literally honestly yeah. that's like so true and I feel like I really needed to hear that today because yeah. I was just like in my flirty girl era like so bubbly this weekend and, but it's like not like I do anything except like just verbally flirt and be cute and stuff but then I'm like 
I feel like I'm not doing this genuinely. I feel like I'm doing this because I want to make sure that they think that I'm attractive. And it's just like, I'm really coming to the point of like unlearning that and just like being able to affirm to myself, like, no, I am really beautiful. And like, literally no one has to tell me that. Is that a point that you've been getting to lately at all? Or is that Mm -hmm. something you're still struggling with? Okay, so I've been getting super, when I say super, I mean like it's 90% of what I think about is manifestation. Okay, give it to us. Okay, so this is what I've realized. I am really into the law of assumption, not the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. which is basically just like the universe is just going to be like a mirror. Mm -hmm. So you're seeking validation from something that is you. Because at the fundamental Mm -hmm. core, like I'm Hindu, I've grown up. So Sadhguru is this guru that my mom and my whole family like loves. I've gone to his camps and we've like learned about energy work and stuff. I feel like I've heard of him. I feel like he's a bigger, he's really known, right? He recently came up a lot in India, but he actually went to my dad's college and like is around my dad's age. So there's like a weird connection there with history. And then like my mom has met him and he's like just his energy is very pure. Like he Mm. is the real deal. Yeah. And I think from there I kind of started learning about how like everything is just you in a Mm. different form. So I'm like if I'm seeking validation from other people, from guys or whatever to tell me that I'm desirable or beautiful or whatever, it's because at a fundamental level, I don't believe it. So if Mm. I don't believe it, but I'm seeking validation from it, I'm going to keep receiving that same belief back so the only way to break the loop is to actually cut off the 3d world and completely like self-hypnotize here in my head and disregard the external until just it has has no choice but to reflect my new belief wow that is fucking amazing how would you describe the 3d worlds Okay, so I have so much to contribute to this topic because this has been what I've been studying like a freaking- Give it to us. Oh my Thank God. Thank God you're here. Like I, a class, like th- a class. I've been studying get, like a class. I'm ready. I am got my notes Oh, out. I had homework in my manifestation course, by the way. Obsessed. Where did you take your manifestation course from? So it's this woman called Persis. Oh. Persis Mistry. She's half Indian. Okay. And this is getting kind of like voodoo. But honestly, I don't even care. Like, Wait, this I'm, is the place for it. Yeah, This I is the place. It. This is skinny dipping. We strip down diving. <laughs> we talk about spirituality all the time. Okay, she's, first of all, if she ever sees this, she's or here so she's gonna love it because she always tells us stop gatekeeping me because like i need people to discover yes. me. You guys keep, everyone who takes her class like she thinks gatekeeps her so i'm like <laughs> everyone this is her like but she how i found her was she was on my for you page and she okay. was talking about how the big reason that people don't believe in energy work and manifestation specifically is because they see it as woo-woo they see it as like this Mm -hmm. voodoo thing that's like magic because like what you're materializing something into reality but actually what she says and then I've done more research after her because I wasn't just going to believe her right off the bat but I believe it now is like you're not manipulating or making something materialize it's actually science because Mm -hmm. scientists did an experiment it's called the observer effect where they studied atoms and molecules through a microscope and they basically saw that when they were not looking at the microscope the atoms and molecules were dispersed everywhere and the second they looked through the microscope the molecules all came up into a form so they formed into matter from nothing into matter so it's like i don't know which one is i think entropy is from order to disorder but they basically went from disorder back to order the second they were observed by the eyes of the scientists that is absolutely insane because it's like goes back to like what we focus on grows what we bring our attention to is what we manifest so okay keep scientifically going. yes it proves it's, it yes that's, that's amazing the first time that they actually discovered and recently very recently actually scientists have now started like theorizing or they're almost getting to a point where they're like saying that it is what it is that they're in multiverses or like this idea that you have like 1d 2d 3d and 4d 3d is this tangible world so like 1d and 2d is like 
this and then like this and then three like a plane up. yeah yeah like the one D is like a dot and then two mm-hmm. D is like a line or a mm-hmm. plane like a drawing and then three D is like height with the, this world dimension. that we're yes. we physically see with our eyes and we can exactly. touch exactly. But what if there's a 40 and mm. the 40 is what you create in your brain, which is something that defies logic, but actually doesn't defy science. Because mm. it's the idea that when you vibrationally align to the frequency of the person who already has experienced a certain event and mm. you convince your brain and your body scientifically, not at all because you want it or wish it, but through this like regimen you convince your body that you have actually acquired that thing. The thing is, is you have to be careful not to go like crazy doing it because like insane people will be like, oh, I'm married to the Prince of England or whatever. That's not what it is. Like there's a level of rationality also knowing that you're manifesting. Totally. You have to work with our brain because our brain is going to be skeptical about yeah. things. The brain is going to need suggestion. It doesn't mm-hmm. want you to just like tell it what to do because as soon as you tell the brain what to do, it's like the, all the defenses come up, right? Yeah. So it wants suggestion. Suggestion. It wants to be suggested things. So it does have to be some sort of... I always think about it as the next logical step. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to manifest something that's literally like that. I'm going to marry the Prince of England and I've never even met him before. I don't live in England. Like, that's fucking not going to happen. That's not achievable by my reality. But how can I move from this step to the next quote-unquote logical step, even if the next logical step seems crazy, but maybe I know somebody who's connected to this person mm-hmm. and our brain wants like some sort of like analytical logic. So I love that you said that. But okay, mm-hmm. keep going. Give us the info because I want all the notes. Oh, this is so trippy. So basically, you vibrationally have to align with the version of yourself that already has this thing right now. This is where the manifestation course completely blew my mind. So she has like words and not just her. I've seen other coaches have words to describe the object of your desire. Like say the crystal is object of my desire. And I have a belief about the crystal and what the crystal wants. If you're manifesting Mm. a person, like a specific person, right? And you're thinking about, well, this person, I'm not their type. Mm. I'm not what they want. Or they're a fuckboy. They're a player. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do And then you have that belief. So then, like, you can actually have a lot of confidence, but you don't believe that the person has the ability to be a partner. Totally. And we're making meaning and we're making story behind things that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily true. Yes. And the thing is, they always say when you're manifesting, even if you're manifesting a person, they're like, well, don't manifest a person because that's interacting with their free will, which is what I've always believed. But actually, even like Joe Dispenza and stuff and a lot of like spiritualists or people who are into like metaphysical science talk about is like everything is just your reality. You are the only consciousness you can prove. I can't prove your existence. You can't prove mine. That always trips me out. Right? (laughs) Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like this is your world and life itself is a hallucination of your world. Like I can't see past this room, so I can't prove that it exists. Mm. So as long as you act with, I mean, you should act with moral integrity, not just to be held responsible or held accountable, but because that's who you are. But if you want to be loved by somebody or you want to get a job, manifesting a job would mean someone else not getting it. Mm. Manifesting a person would mean someone else not being with that person or whatever. But basically what they're saying is they believe in like the multiverse, that there's like versions of these realities that already exist and when you're vibrationally aligning with the person who has that desire you're just aligning with the reality that already exists where that thing has already occurred mm-hmm. and I can't remember I mean there I've done so much reading and research on this but like I've tested it out kind of in my own small ways and the only person that's hurt by manifesting the wrong thing I think is you 
Because, like, there was a guy that I was obsessed with during COVID. Fucking obsessed with. I would think about him 24-7. And I didn't, this is before I, like, really knew manifestation. But subconsciously, I was manifesting him. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it wrong. So he <laughs> ended up not coming into my life. He did, but partially and not how I wanted him to. Okay. But if I had brought him into my life and me and him had already dating, I would have never ended up on 20-somethings. Damn. And it's just, like, the divine intervention and the divine yeah. path of, like, if that thing that in the moment seemed shitty, in that moment it seemed like things, quote-unquote, weren't working out for you. It, it seemed like things weren't going your way. It's just like, no, it actually is going your way because there's this whole other plan. Like, there's this whole other plan coming into fruition. It's like, if you had gotten with them, you wouldn't have been on 20-somethings and your life wouldn't be literally what it is now, right? Yeah, no, literally. I was like, I would be, like, dating him. And the thing is, he did come in because after the show, he was obsessed with me. I, I had to block him. <laughs> Wait, somebody what? who I got no attention from and I was, like, manifesting, I was like please I just want him to be so obsessed with me like I would like love for him to be obsessed with me and like want me to be his girlfriend and all of this stuff and I thought that was like the best thing ever like that'd be the best thing to happen to me and then he didn't at all I mean he was into me but he was breadcrumbing me Mm. and so then I forgot about I just kind of got bored I mean air sign like I'll get obsessed and I'll get bored so I got bored (laughs) my Gemini moon understands like I literally am like I need change every single moment literally I was manifesting him for a minute and then I was like I'm over him now I'm I'm kind of I don't need his validation anymore he kind of got dull like in my brain he just dulled out you know not so exciting anymore yeah like he would still respond to my stories and stuff and I'd ignore him not intentionally I just got over him kind of and then I got onto 20 somethings and next thing you know he's up my asshole (laughs) like literally like dming me sending unsending messages he's he's obsessed with you because you detached oh my god like the art of detachment for real you literally detached but it's been a year since i last talked to him and literally he just texted me the other day and he's like hi and i literally said no (laughs) yeah you're like no i'm like leave me alone and he's like wow i'm not sure where that's coming from i did whatever and i'm like oh all of the work that i did is coming back now yeah, now that you've like detached from it I feel like it's also a message when somebody comes into your life after you realize you don't want them for the universe to be like hey see sometimes you want something but it's not actually what you want babe like yeah so we're just re-showing you what they're re-presenting it to you almost to be mm-hmm. like okay like see you don't need it like you don't actually need you don't need it, it. so yeah. bring me back to like we're talking about like the 3D and it was so beautiful how you described it in the very beginning, how you're like, you literally need to like rewire your brain and cut off the 3D and then we're stepping into 4D, but there's 4D and there's 5D, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can you explain a little bit of that? Yeah, I mean, I think it keeps going more and more. The idea of like infinite dimensions, infinite realities or parallels or whatever, like there's just so much that our five senses can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. That is so scary, but exciting at the same time. Like the way that we receive what we want anyways is through touch, taste, Mm. sight, smell. Through our senses, yeah. Yeah. Like being fallen in love with is a sensory experience. Mm. So basically I think what it is is like if you for instance I'm using the example of love in general just because that ties to worthiness and self-worth and stuff Mm -hmm. but like if you're manifesting love right you're manifesting the sensory experience of it so technically it doesn't really matter if you experience it in your imagination or in real life like what's Mm -hmm. to say that your imagination is any less real Mm -hmm. and so for manifesting people always put the end goal like to get this person or to get this thing and I'm like it shouldn't actually be about receiving the thing finally Mm -hmm. it's not about materializing it it's about getting to experience it even in your brain to begin with because the second you've imagined it it's real 
Yeah, it's it just is. as real as 3D. And, and the brain really doesn't know the difference between like literally physically what I'm touching and what I'm imagining. Like the subconscious does not understand the difference. It does not understand the difference. So, and life is just a big trip anyway. So <laughs> what the fuck? Just hallucinate half of it then. No, literally. So <laughs> since your course, like have you been manifesting things or like mm-hmm. have you been working on it? Like can you tell us a little bit about the process of what you're using? Because I always see manifestation as I really like the acting as if and really, as you said, aligning the frequency to your highest self in that timeline so that you can just be in the receiving mode, right? Mm -hmm. So I do it a lot through habits. Like my habits are the way that I align to different parallel universes. Mm -hmm. And when I allow my habits to be high vibrational and I do my meditation, I do my movement, I do my breath work and I get to be in that point of receiving from that higher frequency then I can align to a higher timeline. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I do. But I'm curious to know like what the process is that you've been learning about Mm -hmm. to actually manifest. Because I'm all about like, what's the actionable steps? Like, what do we do? Mm Okay, so I have some things that I've discovered for sure, and I have a book where I write down, like, I'm a, I almost consider, like, I'm a scientist, right? I love it. Research, yeah. baby. We love I'm the like, research. I'm the test subject mm. in this. That's what I do lose. with my life, too. Yeah. That's literally what I do, too. Like, I test out all my different theories and on myself. And we're so afraid of things not working, but I'm like, okay, if it's not true, then it's not. Then I go back to what I was before I discovered. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no stakes with yes. this stuff, right? It, there's I love no stakes. That. There's no investment. Well, I did have to pay for it, the course. But other than that. <laughs> but now we get to learn from you. Yeah. So thank you. Okay, give it to us, baby. Well, this is what <laughs> she talks about for free completely, too, is about how basically she thinks that verbal affirmations are the best way to rewire your brain because your brain literally will believe anything that it's told repeatedly. The key is consistency. And she says a big thing that people don't realize is you don't have to like let go of something I mean, you do sometimes let go of things and they come back to you, but you don't have to let go of something for it to happen. Mm. Like the detachment. Yes. She's like, you can think about something 24-7 and still manifest it. She said, it's about where you're thinking from. Mm. And with the affirming, the key is to hypnotize your brain. So to hypnotize your brain so that there is no seeking to see it materialize in your reality because it's already real here. Mm-hmm. So you're not even looking for it in the reality. You're not even like, okay, I did 100 affirmations. You're like, I did 100 affirmations and now I feel like I have it. So I can go by my life as if I had it. What would I do if I had it? Totally. And then when it shows up, your nervous system completely, there's no like, <gasps> like your nervous system just goes, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, because then if it comes in and we haven't affirmed it, we haven't hypnotized our brain to think of it, then it comes in and we're like, oh, self-sabotage, I don't deserve that, imposter syndrome, all of that comes in. But if it comes in and we're like, obviously, like that's what I like to say, like, so it is, or like, obviously, like, obviously it's coming in, like, Obviously, obviously, like, you, you know, like how you know you're going on a trip that you've planned, that you've booked, right? I like already booked my vacation. Obviously, I'm going. You're like, I'm getting on the plane, and you zonk out and you watch a movie. You're not like thinking so nervously about the plane and this and that, like, or like you have the plans. Yeah, it's already in motion. The plan is already or your in best motion. Friends. Like with your best friends, there's no anxiety. You're like, oh yeah, she's like, oh she hasn't texted me in two days. Oh, well, whatever, she'll text me eventually. Like you're not like, oh yeah. my god, she's like, and then we manifest guys also the, having these behaviors. I think subconsciously because we have these self worthiness issues that like. With our friends, we know our friends are going to love us unconditionally and be there for us. So we're not like, oh, my God, why isn't she texted me? Like, whatever. But, yeah. like, with a guy, it's like, he took four hours to respond. I'm like, my friends love me and they take four hours to respond. They take four days to respond. <laughs> they take four weeks to respond sometimes and that's okay. Like, we still love each other. Like, that's so true. And, like, I just feel like that scarcity mm-hmm. energy coming in and being like, it's not going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. have enough. Like, when you are in a process of bringing something in, how do you deal with that feeling of doubt? 
creeping in because I feel like yeah. the doubt is human mm-hmm. like it's so human but yeah, it's like we also so do have human. the ability to create familiarity which mm-hmm. creates you know the new reality through the affirmations but also how do you the, the doubt how what, what do we do with the doubt I've been working this is something I've been working on recently so I think fighting a feeling is hard mm-hmm. and I think that's actually creates a lot more resistance I think the key is to like fully immerse yourself in that feeling of that but don't identify with it it's just a feeling it's just like when you have a stomach ache like you aren't the stomach ache you have it Mm. like you have a feeling you have an arm but you aren't an arm when you're a person you yeah know? no and I like the stomach ache thing too because it's just like feelings will come and then they will go and it's the same when you like have a stomach ache like it feels shitty in the moment but then you also realize tomorrow I'm probably gonna feel better yeah and like resisting it what we resist persists I'm like a big believer in that so it's just like especially with my doubt and with my anxiety I don't know if this is gonna help anyone else out but something that I do is like I give it a little bit of Mm airtime. Like instead of being like, don't think that, don't think that, don't think that, like, and having that like fear come in about thinking bad thoughts and everything. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to give her some airtime. What does she want to say? Like five minutes, go give yourself the airtime. Like I allow myself to just like say what I need to say because I externally process. And I feel Mm -hmm. like you probably externally Mm -hmm. process too with all your people being all the Mm -hmm. air signs. And it's almost just like, okay, well, I'm not going to resist it. I'm not going to be like, don't think these thoughts, don't feel these feelings. Instead, I'm just going to give myself some airtime. And I realize that once I do that, it clears it out and I don't want to think about it anymore. But if I keep resisting it, that's all I want to think about. You know what I mean? So I'm all about like a little bit of airtime. Like yesterday, my friend was talking about something that she could potentially have from having an STD or something like that. And, and she literally said, I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to put it out there. And I was like, no, queen. Instead of just keeping it up here, why don't you just externally process with me? I was like, give it some airtime. And she was like, okay, thank you. She went on for like two minutes about it. And then literally she didn't think about it the rest of the day. And it's just like, oh my God, I've never thought about that. Just giving ourselves some airtime is so like powerful. saying it out, just saying it. Yeah, like I'm, this is what I'm afraid of or writing This is it. what I'm afraid of. And yeah. I feel like, especially with manifestation, there's this fear that you're going to manifest Yes. Saying or, yeah. yeah, it gets misconstrued and people are like, okay, law of attraction, if I think this intrusive thought, it's going to come true. And it's just like, no, babe, that's not going to fucking happen. Like, that's not how it works. Like, what would you say to people? Because do yeah. they talk about that in the course at all? Yeah, I think that was kind of addressed. What do I do with intrusive thoughts? I think the biggest thing that she, the course that I took actually for her, because you were asking earlier, like what I'm manifesting, the course that I took was a self-concept course. It's mm-hmm. her introductory self-concept course. And her thing is like, when you have a limiting belief, All you have to do is identify that belief and where that stems from because the intrusive thought is rooted in some sort of limiting belief that you have, some sort of insecurity or some sort of limiting belief that you have. Otherwise, you wouldn't have it. Like if you are a very confident person and then you get like a thought like, oh, I'm terrible, you'll be like, okay, I mean, I don't know where that came from, but okay, anyways. But if you're really affected by it, like, am I? Am I worthless? Am I this? Am I that? That's because you're like questioning. If you're ever questioning that something can be true, then you don't have a good self-concept. And it's because part of you does think it's true. Part of you is does, is afraid it may be true. Mm. It's like when you know that your partner is loyal and say you have a friend who likes to rile up problems and she comes to you one day and she goes, oh, like, do you think like your boyfriend's cheating on you? Like if you're really really to the core if you know that that guy would never cheat on you you're like oh huh. I mean 
no, I don't think that. <laughs> but yeah. if a part of you was afraid it might be true, you'd get angry at her. You'd be like, why would she say that? You'd be like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, and then you'll think about it. Like, so even though the thought has come to you in both scenarios, the reaction, because there's part of your brain that thinks and there's a part of you, your soul or psyche that like is responding. Mm. There is a responder in there. And also an observer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's the one that's the truth. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I literally love that. And I love that you say that because, for example, I don't know if I heard this on TikTok or my therapist told me this, but it was like, oh, if somebody came to you and they were like, oh, I hate your blue hair and you don't have blue hair, you wouldn't be offended by someone saying they hate your blue hair. But if someone comes to you and then they say something that maybe you feel insecure about, then you're going to feel that. It really does come down to like the self-worth and the self-concept and how we feel about ourselves. So actionably, like if someone is feeling like insecure or feeling like they don't really trust themselves, they don't really have a good concept of who they are. Mm -hmm. First of all, what is self-concept? Yeah, so I actually got this very confused. I thought initially when I first started getting into this, that self-concept is self-esteem. And I think self-esteem is very important, of course, when you're manifesting. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't manifest things that you're actually worthy of. That's yeah. my issue, actually, is mm. I manifest things that are beneath me, I think, actually. Mm. And I think I maybe don't even get them because, like, I shouldn't be getting them. Or there's, like, a part of me that doesn't let me manifest it, you know? Yeah. But I think self-concept is your belief about your relationship with the world or your relationship with things in general. So, like, mm. you don't have to believe that you are a 10 out of 10. Mm. But if you're trying to manifest money and you believe that you always just get what you want or yeah. if you believe that manifestation always works anything that I put my mind to I get then it's just like truths that you believe yes. basically is self-concept exactly. about the world about, and about the yourself world and you. so then if you say oh well I always get what I want mm. somehow so then if you go well I'm not a 10 out of 10 but I always get what I want so then I guess I can manifest myself being a 10 out of 10 because if I just decide I want to be hot then I will literally obsessed love yeah so it's not like any belief about yourself, it's a belief about your relationship with the universe. Oh, and the way the world works. The way the world works. Yes, yes, yes. It's crazy because I feel like even just recently, as soon as I set the intention, I'm like, okay, I am safe to like have a more like spontaneous life to be in like the fuck it, do it for the plot era. As soon as I did that, like so many more opportunities for spontaneity begin coming into my life. Yeah. And I feel like it's so evident when we look at our life and we're like, okay, whatever I believe about the world is the way that the world exists. And like the people that literally think the world is against them, literally everything goes wrong. I had a friend when I was growing up and her mom and they would literally just have everything wrong happen to them. And have you known people like that where literally like they just have the quote unquote worst luck, but it's not even their luck. It's just literally their belief in the world. Like the world is against me. Nothing mm -hmm. works out for me. Mm -hmm. And I really have noticed since I began switching my beliefs, like I've never been like that far in the spectrum, like that extreme. But as soon as I began just really affirming like, oh no, every single time I look back in my life, like when I look back, all the shitty things that happened in the moment, all the things that hurt, they actually were of my best interest and everything literally works out for me. Now, literally things work out for me in a couple weeks. Like everything resolves itself every single time. And it's like, because I believe that it literally happens. Do you notice that in your life? Yeah, I think it's funny that you're mentioning that because you're like, do you know someone like that? And it's so funny because I feel like I'm the person that I know that believes that everything works out for her and also the person that believes that everything doesn't work out for her. <laughs> I'm like it's both and. I mean, that's the nuances of being human is like literally like one minute or one week you could just like really feel so confident in yourself and also being a woman also and experiencing hormones and like 
when I'm ovulating, I literally feel like I'm unstoppable. Like I literally feel like I'm on oh top of the world. Wow. And I then I didn't think about it that. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then like literally right before you get your period, like it's like, oh my God, nothing is working out for me. Like, oh my God. And I began to realize this a couple months ago and like tracking my cycle. And I mean, I've been tracking my cycle for like a year since I got mm. off birth control. Are you on birth control? I'm not. Okay. That's good then. Because yeah, birth I've never control. Been on it. Yeah, I was on it for five years, fucked up my libido. I could do a whole episode on how much I'm just like no birth control. But I've noticed in my cycle now that it's like regular again, I started noticing. I was like, okay, like right before my period, like everything falls apart. And this is called like PMDD. And you get this like second half of your luteal phase. You get this almost like depression or like this feeling like things are just chaotic or something. And it happens with a lot of hormone imbalance. And I literally just decided last month, I was just like, okay, well, no more. So I started putting action towards it. I was like, I'm going to go get a hormone specialist. I am going to just before my period, I'm just going to be really conscious of what's happening and really aware of it. And the last two times I've had my period, I haven't had the PMDD, which is like pre-menstrual depression, basically. And I haven't had it literally since I set my mind to it and was just like, oh my God, literally no more. never thought about the fact that so many of my fluctuations, because I oscillate between everything is so amazing and I'm so lucky and oh my god woe is me I'm gonna it's end hormonal. up alone and it's hormonal it does it happen every month or I would no? say it happens every yeah I would say it happens every month and I'll go through a high week and a low week but I will say that the lows are not as bad I don't mm. experience oh my god I've been taking my friend Lizzie put me on she's just like me and she's an Aquarius too she has a lot of air in her chart and she has really bad anxiety and she's been taking these pills they sell at Erewhon that are ashwagandha, mm. like GABA, Kava, like they're anti-anxiety pills, mm-hmm. not pill supplements, but definitely a high dosage of ashwagandhas in there. And I've been taking ashwagandha with that and with something else. I've been taking ashwagandha now for a month and a half. And I've noticed that that has done a huge Damn. thing. I don't care about anything that much yeah like it just doesn't feel so intense yes things don't feel intense and thank god in some ways they don't feel that elevated either like i will say that like i used to have really high highs and really low lows but ever since i started taking ashwagandha like i'm just very neutral about a lot of things which is like interesting though because i feel like our brains get addicted to the dopamine like they want the really high high and like i've been taking it's called sam e and then htp5 mm-hmm. and they're also like natural like supplements that you take htp5 helps with like serotonin it's what you're supposed to take like after you do molly so that's how mm. i knew about it but yeah, then <laughs> i heard about that but then i was like you can take well, it every day Yes. And then I was like, if this is a serotonin production, I literally my mind just clicked. And I was just like, if you're supposed to take this when you're sad, like maybe I should just take this always. And I started doing research around it and it helps balance your serotonin. So it helps you not get too high or too low. It helps create a balance. I've been taking that in this thing called Sam E that my therapist recommended, which is for like brain support. And I've noticed literally the hugest fucking difference. And it's the only thing that's changed so far like in my mm. diet or anything is just taking these so same with ashwagandha wow, like yeah. that's amazing but then I feel like there's a part of me that's like but where's my high high I'm like uh. I knew that was gonna happen before I took it too mm. maybe this is a sign that I should start taking the serotonin one but with <laughs> ashwagandha you know why I started taking it because people were like if you take this you are no longer going to be into the same guys and the same people that you're as into like it's gonna make you lose feelings for people wait what why not, because it's the dopamine people, addiction to people or not like people that you actually are in love with it's gonna yeah. make you lose that attachment that feeling of like how you have with situationships and stuff like where yeah. you're like uh like you need the validation and 
Yeah, where it's about the validation. Yeah. 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 And you were like, okay. Yeah. You were like, okay, I'll take it. I started taking it and I kind of got the ick for a guy that I was like really into. Wow. A little bit. Because I feel like there's a point where your brain really wants dopamine, it really wants the hit, and then once you kind of relax and when you feel safe in your nervous system, you realize, like, oh, I actually don't want that. Like, that mm-hmm. person was just giving me these breadcrumbs, which, you know, having that in-and-out relationship, that situationship with someone where they give you some and then they take it away and then they get that, well, the guy that, that, that I the lost addiction. feelings for, yeah, the guy that I lost, not lost feelings for, but the guy that I, like, was, like, eh about was a guy that... I actually only hooked up with like once. Okay. But he's like a famous swimmer. Okay. okay. And so it would be very easy for me to get triggered by the experience because mm-hmm. like we hooked up and then I didn't get like pursued energy. Mm-hmm. And it would have been easy for me to get really triggered in that scenario, but I didn't care and I didn't even like necessarily even really want to but like Mm. and I also feel like it has to do with the ashwagandha but I also what's coming through for me is that it also has to do with all the self-concept work maybe the self-concept work it really has like I'm getting like a yes on ashwagandha like that does help but I'm mainly getting that like your sense of self is just deepening so much and your relationship with yourself is improving so much that something like that affects you less do you feel like that sounds accurate I think it does. I think with the self-concept stuff, I've had to go back now and realize, and I'm actually readdressing the self-concept gaps because it's so crazy. Okay, I have literally never had to worry about the things that I have a 10 out of 10 self-concept on, which is why I know everything is self-concept. So, okay, give us an I example. Okay, so what are some of the things you have 10 yes. out of 10 self-concepts on? Like, okay. What does that mean? So 10 out of 10 self-concept is my relationship. I guess self-concept is your relationship with that thing. And with that thing, I don't mean a specific thing. I mean the general thing. So if it's not a specific person, it'll be your relationship with love. And the specific person doesn't matter because, you know, you'll be into one guy mm. and then another guy, but your relationship with love will dictate the theme or patterns of all of those other guys. So what is something that before you feel like you naturally had a 10 out of 10 relationship yes. with? Okay, and that's always worked out for me, right? Yeah. Okay, so my relationship with money has been solid and it's yes. unintentional. It's so funny because my parents are always like so stressed. They're like, Isha, just like, and I'm like, what? Like I will sign a lease on an apartment with 4,000 in the bank, like something like that. Yeah. And it'll be a 2K apartment and then I'll just make like 20, 30K. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I mean like this is, it would be <laughs> absurd for me to have to work for money. And a 10 out of 10 self-concept about something is entitlement about it. Mm. Actually, it's being entitled. Yeah, in a good way, though. In a good way. Being like, I fucking deserve this. Yeah, like a humble entitlement. Just being like, I get this because I get this. Yes. That's That's why I always spend money on random things mm-hmm. i don't ever check any of i know they say you should and, and maybe i mean i don't know if you're like a shopaholic you should but i don't check my bank statements i don't check any of that stuff me neither and i feel like it helps me so much yeah i'm like out of sight out of mind baby it's all paid worry. for it's all it's paid, paid for. for we were bought here on this universe and on this planet to experience the basic necessities of just freedom which yeah. is like for me freedom is yeah my friend calls me out to go to dinner i'm gonna go and i'm gonna treat myself to a glass of wine and like i'm not gonna look at the menu you and the price tags on something and, and stress out about it yeah. so somebody who would like look at those things and not to shame anyone who's experiencing that because maybe someone else's like love concept is like really good and like mm-hmm. ours isn't or something like that mm-hmm. you know like everyone's different and it does have to do with how we've been raised in our programming but that's yeah. interesting that it's like you just haven't but it's how you've ha- been raised because i've yeah. never had to affirm for money in fact i thought to myself recently i started worrying about money a little bit and i thought to myself the day that you start affirming for money is not a good day because you shouldn't have to affirm for it. It's so in me that it's like if I have to affirm that I'm wealthy or whatever, like Mm. that's not good. 
Totally. But it's been like a few months since I've gotten. The thing is, I book brand deals and then I have to post them months later. So it's like, I and feel then like you get paid 60 days later. Yeah. It, I so understand. It's hard to know when it's all coming in. It comes in at once. And then there's periods where there's no money coming in. And I was in a period where there was no money coming in. And I was like, should I start affirming? And I was like, no, no, no. That's like the untouchable. Don't even like affirm it. Mm. Don't even think you need to. Because it already it. is. Yeah. Like I shouldn't have to do any work to affirm it. In my head, that's how I feel about it. It's like a parent. The reason is upbringing because my dad has like when I was younger my dad came into money and moved mm. to Singapore and like everything was my college tuition was taken care of like everything was always taken care of financially for me and though I struggled a lot with mental health issues and I've dealt with like the worst most crippling depressions like on Prozac everything like in my darkest hours mm. I have like always felt like financial support of my family like college is paid for mm. like I have my car even like honestly recently my dad bought me a car and but we're not like filthy rich absolutely but you not. feel taken care of I feel taken care so of. so that's an example of how like you would feel 10 out of 10 in that area mm-hmm. and I've had to work for it you're like so it is and today my mom literally she's in India and I had to post a brand deal and I was like I called her and I was like I hate this brand deal I don't want to post it like Mood. I look- I look so weird in it. And she was like, Isha, like people work really hard for that money and you're getting paid a lot of money for that. And I was like, people do work really hard for that money. And she's like, think about how hard it is to make that kind of money. And I was like, I don't believe that Mm. that should be hard. And that's Mm. the entitlement. I don't believe that it should be hard to make that kind of money. Why? People with no talent are millionaires. Why can't I make that much less amount of money? Literally vibes. Exactly. Wait, that's a snaps moment. Like people with no fucking talent are millionaires, billionaires. Why can't I be too? Like it is fucking entitled. Yes, but it's like entitlement I feel like has such like a bad rap because you know people will be like you're entitled you just got everything you want if anything like that is coming up for anyone right now being like oh well I never had that I never got that and it's just like that is this form of like resentment and envy and that's Mm. not doing you any good like to be resentful of somebody who feels like entitled to like be wealthy and be rich is really just holding you back from thinking that you can get it too you know because if you like see someone you're like oh well they're acting that way I can act that way too like that is being inspired by it rather than being resentful and jealous and I think that's where we get lost in the Mm. sauce a little bit because we think like that we need to be like resentful of somebody that like there's less of it and if there Mm. isn't it's it's plenty infinite the reason yeah I'm even saying the story is because I'm just like that's how everyone should be thinking about it and they won't have to because I had these jobs that I just kept getting fired like I got fired from this one terrible sales company where I was making like literally no money and I was just fucking miserable I hated this job so badly and I like got fired from it but I kind of I would say in some ways I quit because I did so bad that I had to get fired from it (laughs) and so like I think in that way it's like I just always felt like it was like such a low bar but then some people would feel grateful for that Mm -hmm. job and I felt like it was beneath me so you have to see something that you feel grateful as 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 either at your level or beneath you Mm. for you to get more because now I make like way more than that job and I'm not waking up at 7 a.m. and driving to like the office with a blazer on yeah literally so what is something in your life that you have struggled with the self-concept like your self-concept is not 10 out of 10 oh it is like not Uh uh-huh what would be an example of that for you okay so this is where going back to what you were saying about the envy thing I've recently started changing my relationship because my friends all have the best self-concept with this thing and I initially like a few years ago I would get envious of it and now I'm like really happy when I see my friends manifesting love Mm. because I have a really bad self-concept with love 
And when I see other people having a really solid good, like my friends will be like, oh, my boyfriend just texted me this or my boyfriend just got me this or he canceled his plans for me. I'm like, don't get jealous because the universe is literally showing you a blueprint on exactly what you need to manifest and how you need to see yourself. And that it's possible. Yeah, that yeah. it's literally possible. And these possible. are the same friends that give me advice. Like I'll show them some guy I think is cute on a dating app and they'll be like, Isha. Like, <laughs> they like, Isha. And I'm like, You're okay. too hot for him. Yeah, I'm like, okay, they have great relationships. They have great self-concept and they have great concept of me. They have a higher concept of me than I have for myself. So there's something to learn here. So I have a poor self-concept when it comes to love. And the reason is, I think, the high school thing. The race, the high school, all of that, I think has like... Yeah, no, that makes sense if you just like felt like you weren't necessarily wanted in some way. Like that's going to create this programming that makes you think that that's truth, but it's just not. It's just not reality. Literally everybody wants you. You're so hot. (laughs) Period. That's what I tell myself. I like look in the mirror and I'm like... Everyone wants you. I'm literally so hot. Everyone wants me. And when I start like getting worried about the validation of men, like literally even still being in a relationship and doing that, like I'll literally just be like, no, like they're obsessed with me. Like that's what my friend told me to do. She was just like, rewrite the story, rewrite a new ending. Like you think that person like doesn't want to be friends with you? Like nah, they were just actually like so obsessed with you that they couldn't even be around you anymore. Like the delusion is real and it's powerful. (laughs) Like, do you know, I think the delusion works, but I think what's crazy is have you noticed that whatever story that you have, it's interesting because people are like, oh, manifestation isn't real. I'm like, okay, then how come all the negative stories that we've had seem to happen in patterns with different people? Over people and over who have again. one backstabbing friend will encounter that same scenario. People who have one cheating partner will always have cheating partners. Mm, yes. Why does that happen if manifestation isn't if real? If self-concept isn't real, what you believe about the world isn't the reality yeah. that you create. And like, no, that's so true though because I feel like the patterns, and this is like what you were saying, we need to break the fucking pattern and rewire fucking brains. So if someone, like, wants to go through the process of what you're going through, what would be the actual steps to, like, begin to improve your self-concept on love or on mm-hmm. money? And how would you begin to cut the ties to the 3D world and, like, rewire your brain? And you use the word hypnotize your brain. Mm-hmm. What are the steps, actionable steps that you would recommend? Also checking out maybe this person. Well, mm-hmm. yes. What's her name again? On TikTok and all over, she's, like, Manifest with Persis. That's okay, her name. Cool. That's her username. Credit to her for everything I'm going to say. But, like, I think that for me, on my own journey or my own takeaway from what I've learned with her it's that she always says like her path she feels like is affirming affirmations like verbal affirmations all day every day whenever you get the chance for me I've noticed given my brain type it's not about what I do it's about what I don't do Mm. so if I am trying to manifest right now after taking her course I never had a specific person or goal my goal was just self-concept I just wanted to improve my self-concept because I know once I have a 10 out of 10 self-concept with love I won't want the same things the old version of me would want anyway so why even manifest that totally don't worry about manifesting like an old lover or something yeah totally and so this is actually what I do I think of myself like who is someone that I idolize and like worship and love so much and think is so cool and Audrey Hepburn is a classic one that I love because she was famous beautiful and philanthropic and she gave of herself so much and that's the sort of person I want to be she's not just like some like famous woman but she like had depth to her and like that's the sort of person I want to be same and that's the sort of person that I would fall in love with if I was a guy Uh, so I'm like okay would someone like that with that energy and that like vibe would someone like that spend her days like stalking someone on social media or checking to see if a response like it's what you don't do stop engaging in activities that are beneath you truly that are beneath beneath the 10 out of 10 self-concept that you want to create version of of you that has the self-concept 
act as that version and then it's like you have to go on a mental diet so on tiktok you're not watching videos of cheating partners that whenever those pop up i scroll or i click not interested and i notice that it's easier to manifest when i'm not on tiktok honestly yeah no totally yeah. like don't and social be media. consumed by the bullshit of yeah. social media for sure music heartbreak music vibrations low that's mm. how much i love good Kill vibes Bill. music yeah, yeah, like I, it was hard because when Kill Bill came out was when I first started getting into this, and I was like, I fucking love this song, but she's literally like talking about how she's a piece of shit in the song, and I'm like, I, I can't, know, says it hates herself in yeah. that album. The whole album, she's like, I fucking am a piece of shit. So no, I totally yeah. am all for like the high vibrational music and like what yeah. is your mental diet that you're consuming is so mm -hmm. important. And then I think other than that, three things: visualizing. So when you wake up in the morning, and, and using if you're a very imaginative person, lean into that and visualize a lot, because like your brain will not know the difference if it's a really strong visualization. Your brain literally will not know the mm. difference if it's real or not. And then visualization, verbal affirmations, as much as you can, get those in. And then I think one thing that really helps me, which is insane because no one does this. And I'm like, everyone who's manifesting needs to do this. When you go to sleep, your brain is the most receptive. Mm -hmm. So I will either create my own. Recently, I've just started listening to ones that I find on YouTube after doing research on the creator because you don't know if they put stuff in it. So you have to find like a trustworthy one. But YouTube creators have subliminal audios mm -hmm. where it sounds like just white noise but underneath the white noise is very quiet verbal affirmations i love that and they'll listen to the description and i could do the ones for self-concept and i just loop it oh my That's god you're gonna have to give us the one that you use and i'll put it, it below it can, i can I put it in the show notes so everyone can use it and i Thank did my research so much. on her and everything and oh my gosh safe, so. perfect well yeah. definitely that's like literally the best fucking advice ever i'm like so sad i don't want to end this conversation <laughs> you just have to come <laughs> on to again get drinks or something yeah, you yeah literally yeah. i love your vibe like <laughs> oh i'm obsessed god, with you, you. <laughs> and like, glad to have you on thank you so much for the insight today and just what's your like final takeaway that you want to like say to everyone when it comes mm -hmm. to creating the best 10 out of 10 self-concept for all the areas of their life also yeah. something I'm gonna do as a takeaway from this episode is I'm gonna write down like all the different areas of my life and I'm gonna evaluate what I think my self-concept is around them because I think some are 10 out of 10 and some aren't mm. and I'm curious to see like what areas of my life that I really want to begin focusing on in the next couple months and like improving mm. that self-concept so if anyone yeah. wants to do that with me I'm gonna we can literally do that, do that. let's yeah. do it all together yeah. yes challenge <laughs> okay what's your last takeaway baby I think that my last takeaway is that life itself is not permanent nothing is permanent it's all transient everything's changing so don't ever think that an experience that you have with someone that invalidates you or an experience that you have with anything a job a career a boss anything that doesn't mean anything permanent about who you are mm. things can just be fleeting interactions and everything is inherently meaningless until you give it meaning Ugh. you assign the meaning to everything so, fucking yeah. snaps for that so if Thank he's not you. texting you back it's because he's sitting at home thinking about how obsessed he is with you because why would he not literally that's, that, that, that's the thing. <laughs> I love it oh my god that was so good okay thank you for coming on bye guys <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs>